Hello, everybody. Welcome to season two of Horror After Hours with the Naughty Guy. I'm coming to you from the Naughty Guy studio. Cracking open a new one. <laughs> Alongside me is Bruce, <laughs> as always. Hi. I missed you guys. <laughs> Today we are talking about one of our favorite movies. This is... Me and Abby used to sing this theme song <laughs> when we were kids and we'd watch it. <laughs> this is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh. <laughs> and what's not to like about this movie? This movie is just yeah. fucking crazy. So, only uh, I'll, I'll jump in really quick. Now, you told me something because you rewatched this one before me. Yeah. And you're like, hey man, there's a cop in here who played the same role in other movies. Yes. <laughs> now, are you talking about the older cop? That's Mooney. Yep. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Was, uh, he also put played him on it. double secret probation. That's right. He was in. Uh, <laughs> what was the movie? Uh, uh, Animal House. Animal House. Thank yeah. you. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> he was the. Uh, he was the dean in Animal House. Yeah. <laughs> he was the one who put the group on double secret probation. <laughs> He's somehow more of a prick in this movie, man. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, man, it is. I was like, Mooney, Mooney, why do I... Oh, shit, man. This is... Right away, you see him, man. Yep. Right away, he's causing trouble. And that is played by John Vernon. He plays Curtis Mooney. He's a, He was a Canadian actor born back in uh, February 1932. He died at the age of 72. February 1st, 2005. Damn, he died in 05? Yep. He has far too many film credits to his name. I can't list them all here. So I'll just name the two that we would know him from. Yep. Animal House. Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns. <laughs> and he's a fucking... Okay, so... If you guys watch these movies and... Uh, try not to judge them with today's context. Just enjoy them because... <laughs> A lot of the times it's racially insensitive, man. A lot of these movies are very insensitive. And uh, it's just a different time. I'm not excusing it. I'm just enjoying the overall movie because... <laughs> the absurdity was just awesome. <laughs> okay, so I, 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 I don't remember how me and you came to this movie. I want to say it was Fangoria. Because I think I brought to you... I was like... <laughs> Hey man, there's this fucking movie called Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> and I, yeah, I think you had seen it at the time, and then we watched it at one of our sleepovers. And like the beginning of this movie, the theme song was super catchy. Now, unlike this one, the theme song was actually better than the movie in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and I, I, there's still some times, Adam, I'm doing something at work, and just randomly... I'll start singing Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> For me, it's Killer Clowns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now, more recently, after you told me you wanted to do this movie, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to give you a really good copy of it, but I'm going to rewatch it too. And you and then you played it on my uh, podcast. Yeah. The theme song started, <laughs> I would start singing the theme song more and more at work. I'd be something, and I would think of Homer Simpson. And then I'd, and then um, that just kind of ties into my crazy fucking mind how it all. Anyways, so I'm just kind of doing something. And I go, and I was like, damn, we got to, I got to do a pod, I got to do that podcast with Adam, man. This is just too good. It's a fucking earwig, man. Fuck yeah! And this movie, 
I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and right now I finally got a new setup for all of my podcasting. I got a brand new mic, brand new mic system. Yeah, yeah. We've got a projector playing the movie behind us. Fucking awesome! Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna love this going forward, especially when we do. Cause I, I'll do some movies on mine, but like the like what I'm gonna do heavy movies on is shit that's personal to me and now I could come over here and do those movies with Adam and he could cue up a scene a particular scene and we could play it and you as the audience could hear it and you can hear it crystal clear because this mic is fucking awesome I'm loving this this is so much fun yeah yeah got the projector screen set up we got yes. got the brand new mic set up in front of us this is cool I got my orange cream drink from you <laughs> life's good man yep, life is good Speaking of which, uh, huge congratulations goes out to my friend Jesse and his wife, Crystal Lee. They just had a brand new baby boy today. Holy shit, they had their kid today? They just had their kid today, yes. Nice. Nice people. Oh. Love you, Jesse. Love you, Crystal Lee. Party! <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. This movie was made in 1987. Okay, that was going to be my question. <laughs> it was made in 1987, and it was released in 1988. Uh, this had a budget of 1.8 million, and since then, worldwide has grossed 43 million six hundred twenty-five thousand ninety-five dollars. I got a question for you: How many times did we rent this, or did we borrow this from your grandma? We started renting it, and then we borrowed it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at that time, it was uh, Jim Rowan. Yeah. He had the satellite where he got a lot of movies that weren't even in theaters, it seemed like. At least to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the movies were playing in the theaters at that time, but he was getting them on satellite. Yeah. He had this massive satellite dish outside his house. And he got all the latest stuff and everything he watched, he recorded. I don't think he ever saw one movie twice. Me and you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> No, we can't. <laughs> this one I've seen at least 200 times. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I, I think if me and you watched the movie one time, it was because we didn't need to watch it again. Because <laughs> me and Adam are obsessive with movies we love. Yeah, I can't think of any that I watched only one. Well, I take that back. I was going to say I hadn't seen one only one time, but that was uh, It Follows. I'll never watch it again. Okay, I didn't watch that. Just because you told me you, you're like, no, man, I was like, okay, I'm not going to watch it. It's <laughs> a good reason. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you're not going to keep Adam fucking, if you're not going to make him like this type of movie, then you don't get to, you're not getting both of us. <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> oh, man. But this is by far one of our favorite movies of all time. So, I don't know, I think we talked about it on my podcast, but... Going forward, so in 89 and 90, okay. 13, this would be playing on HBO and Cinemax or Showtime all the time whenever yep. one of us were homesick. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and every time it was on Showtime, which they always had on the, the bar on the bottom of the screen, you know, what movie was coming up next, I was always watching for Killer Clowns. I forgot that they did that. Yep, they were the only one who did it. Wow. And then years on, you know, other... Now it's kind of the norm, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. Up next. <clears throat> that kind of a thing. But. Yeah. One reason that we get such a big kick out of this movie is the 
the ridiculous kills, you know. <laughs> uh, so you've got cotton candy guns that turn people into cocoons. Okay, I got a question about that. Okay. When they get you in there, does it kill you automatically? Yes. Okay. I'm asking that question for you guys, the audience. <laughs> when I was watching, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> right away, you turn into this giant cotton candy ball. Now, did that, it looked like it stuck to your skin. So, like, when they would try to yep. get at it, that was it, right? Yep. Okay. Wooden tarnation. Yep. So, they have a couple of different ways of killing everybody they got the cotton candy gun they got the balloon gun <laughs> and they got the popcorn gun and then they have the uh, shadow puppets which they can kill you with a shadow puppet <laughs> which that that shadow puppet still made me laugh <laughs> <laughs> me too man the, the t-rex was awesome and then it had the red eye you'd think that would be a red flag for everybody nope to run yeah so <laughs> when the first time because how did you think they were going to be able to kill these clowns when you watched it if you could if you could go over that briefly yeah I don't know I, didn't I thought kn- it would be like a zombie movie where they'd have to shoot them in the head see that's what I was going to go with too because from what I remember I thought it'd be a, a fucking brain shot yeah and then it was kill like kill anything okay. right yeah and then, it, and then my mind back then, so we were 11 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they have to cut the head off, and then it was like, you know, are they going to go with the vampire and stake them? Thankfully, it was none of these. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to kill these killer clowns, which are aliens from outer space, <laughs> the only way to kill them is to pop their nose. <laughs> Uh, and it is gloriously fucking awesome man this movie is so over the top you gotta watch this (laughs) oh shit sorry carry on man (laughs) I don't even remember where I was yeah my bad (laughs) (laughs) so Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a 1988 science fiction horror comedy it was written directed and produced by the Kyoto Brothers this is the only film to their credit actually Really? They, did they write anything else? Uh, I believe they did, but not as a... Not like they not did as for a this? Trio, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Like I said, the movie was... It had a budget of $1.8 Now, for inflation, that's about $10, $12 million now. And but I failed fifth grade math, so don't hold me to that. <laughs> it's grossed over $43 million worldwide. It's pretty fucking good. Yep. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of information about this movie, but I didn't quite get all of it. I did as much as I could, short time I had. Yeah, let's hear it. So, just outside the town of Crescent Cove, Mike Tobacco and his girlfriend Debbie Stone, they're up at Lover's Lane, which is like a big parking lot up on the mountaintop. They see a large glowing object fall into earth. Farmer Gene Green also sees it falling and believes it to be Halley's Comet. Thinks he's going to be rich. He goes looking for it immediately for the impact site. In his search, he finds this gigantic uh, circus tent. And he and his dog Pooh Bear are captured by the mysterious uh, clown aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He gets caught. Okay, go ahead. No, he's going to say he got caught by the... uh, 
The cotton candy gun. Yeah. And how did his dog get caught? By a net. The uh, <laughs> the clown, you could see the shadow in the oh, background the... as he's walking along. And then all of a sudden, a hole appears in the side of the tent. Yep. And a net comes out and he, you see him <laughs> grab the dog and then the dog is gone. Yep. <laughs> and then that's when you hear, what in tarnation? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my pooh bear? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Is That's that where they, your Auntie Lynette got the dog's name from? No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know where that name came from, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mike and Debbie arrive soon after uh, the death of Farmer Gene Green and begin exploring the structure, thinking that it's some kind of a funhouse. Only they discover that it's a very complex with very bizarre rooms and elevators. <coughs> they soon find an, the old man uh, encased in cotton candy in a cotton candy cocoon. Which, really quickly, still grosses me out. Yeah. Okay, but carry it, on. It looked like uh, the movie The Blob. Yeah. His face was all red and bloody and uh, just yeah. encased in the cotton candy. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so they are soon... Seen by another clown. Yep. <clears throat> and when they try to run from him, he pulls out this gun. And I gotta say something about this gun really quick. This was the most expensive prop in the movie. This gun took six weeks to build. Are you serious? And it cost seven thousand dollars. I would have never. I could see that. I didn't know it cost that much. Wow. That was the most expensive prop in the film. I would like to have that prop. But being as the this prop was actually what they called a popcorn gun. <laughs> yep. And it actually launched real popcorn. It was uh, like an air blast. Nice. But the popcorn isn't your typical popcorn. This is kind of a a seed for another creature. Yep. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, whoever thought they shoot up, they are a fucking genius. Yes. So, man... Mike and Debbie report the entire incident to Debbie's ex-boyfriend, who is actually Deputy Dave Hanson, and his prick of a partner, Deputy Curtis Mooney. <laughs> Oof, what a cunt. <laughs> Mooney is skeptical and believes the story is all bullshit. Oh, he not fucking taking anything from anybody, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, after taking Debbie home, Mike and Dave return to the woods and find that the circus tent has vanished. Even a huge crater in this place. They finally return to the Lover's Lane parking lot, only to find that all the cars are abandoned and covered with the cotton candy substance. The clowns come into town and start capturing the townspeople in cotton candy, in balloon cocoons, yep. using ray guns that look like toys. Yep. Many of the clowns perform pranks and tricks. It's crazy shit. And they mock all these different circus hacks. Yep. All of this resulting in the deaths of all of the uh, onlookers. <laughs> and it's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. That's all good, bro. <laughs> Mike and Dave see one of the clowns using shadow puppets to shrink a crowd of people in the palm of his hand and dump them into a sack of popcorn. Back at the police station, Mooney is slammed with townspeople reporting incidents with the clowns, but adamantly believes that everyone is just fucking with them. Yeah. And 
trying to force him to take his retirement early. Like yeah. he he. Anytime somebody reports, he's like pretty much telling them to fuck off. He's not even answering the phones. He's telling everybody, "Fuck you." Yeah, he he does stop answering the phones, and yeah. all of the lines are fucking ringing, man. <laughs> Holy shit! So, as all this is happening, one of the phones actually stop ringing, and uh-huh. it goes quiet. And then all of a sudden, one of the clowns comes into the station. Uh, Mooney thinks it's somebody messing around in a fucking clown suit. Yep. Even- the clown starts fucking with him. <laughs> Which, if I saw this clown, I would not think somebody was in a clown suit. <laughs> this was a big motherfucker. Like, holy shit. He's like eight feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, the... The clown messes with Mooney. Yep. Sprays him in the face with the flowers. Yep. Mooney says, all right, asshole, turn around. <laughs> he puts him in cuffs. Perp walks him. <laughs> <laughs> well, as he puts... Tries the, to. He puts the cuffs on. Then all of a sudden the hands come off. Yep. <laughs> Which means So Mooney laugh. is standing there holding the gloves with the cuffs on it. Yep. <laughs> the clown walks away. And he goes around the corner. And he stops and he looks back around the corner at Mooney. <laughs> yep. All right, wise guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, as the clown is walking into the cell, Mooney whacks it in back of the head with a club. Yep. The Which... the clown reacts by just turning around, looking at him. Yep. Right away, Mooney closed the the door to the cell. Yep. And he started threatening him again. And as he's doing this, the clown blew on a party favor. <laughs> which turned out to be a hand, grabbed Mooney by the throat. Yep. And then slammed him into the... <laughs> fucked him up, man. Right into the cage, killing him. Yep. <laughs> Mind you, there's another prisoner in the cell. There are actually two. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this all happened so fast, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Deputy Dave finally returns to the station to find the two prisoners encased in cotton candy cocoons. And now the escaped clown using the now dead Mooney as a ventriloquist dummy. Oh, cool. I got some thoughts on this. <laughs> Let's hear it. I could not stop laughing <laughs> when he was fucking using him as a ventriloquist dummy. Oh, me neither. <laughs> this motherfucking clown painted him up, too. Just enough to make it look like he was a ventriloquist dummy. And blood running down the sides of his mouth. He yep. had the... The two dots on his cheeks. <laughs> yep. And and I was like, oh, shit. Now, <laughs> what makes it really cool is this motherfucker had his literal hand up him. <laughs> to this day, nobody knows where. Yeah. <laughs> there have been a lot of people asking that on the internet that I was reading. Oh, really? Where did the clown have its hand <coughs> inside Mooney? <laughs> yeah. Well, it looked like... The clown had its hand inside next to his spine. I was about to say, that's where I, I was going for Up around the lungs, yeah. Yeah, that's where I thought it was. Still funny, though. So the uh, Deputy Dave starts asking, okay, what do you want? Yep. What do you guys, what's going on? Yep. The clown responds through Mooney saying, don't worry, Dave. All we want to do is kill you. Yeah. <laughs> All we want to do is kill you. That's yeah. a fucking awesome line. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. So the uh, the clown 
pulls its hand out of Mooney and you hear it. That just sounds nasty. <laughs> and it stands up and it starts coming toward Deputy Dave. So he starts shooting at it and the bullets have no effect. None. It doesn't even stop this fucking clown, man. He's shooting everywhere and as it gets closer he kind of takes aim and pops it right in the nose. As he does that, the clown starts spinning really fast in circles and explodes into a gigantic explosion of confetti. Yeah. <laughs> uh, perfect. Yeah. Well, shit, man. This movie's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have any other thoughts on this? Just the absurdity of it is fucking amazing. <laughs> it's def. It's one of those movies that in the 80s they didn't know it was an 80s movie it was just so over the top you know <laughs> the 80s were totally over to- over the top and that's what made it so great I loved it man loved it still do still do so Mike finally meets up with his friends uh, the Terenzi brothers and while driving around they use the ice cream truck's public address system to try to warn the townspeople about the invading clowns at the same time, at Debbie's home, the popcorn has stuck to their clothes, which yep. was shot at them when they were escaping the circus tent. Uh, it has mutated into monsters that resemble clowns, and they are, I don't know how you put it, they're like snake clowns. It's creepy. <laughs> yeah, they're jumping out of the hamper, they're jumping out of the toilet. It's just, they're all over the place. So she is, this is happening while they start attacking her when she gets out of the shower. She's able to fend off these creatures, only to be surprised by a knock at the door, which sounds like her boyfriend Mike, only to be surprised when she opens the door for it to be one of our evil clowns impersonating his voice. Yeah, which I liked. Which I did too, but yeah. how did the clown know his voice? From someone else's. Yeah. yeah. And how did he know he was knocking on her door? Instead of someone else's? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah. Well, that was the beauty of the 80s. <laughs> yeah. So she tries to climb out her apartment window, only to see another group of clowns down the bottom yeah. on the ground holding one of those, uh, I don't know, remember what you call those. The firemen used to hold yeah. them so people could jump out the windows. I don't remember what that's called. Yeah. So she climbs back inside, only to be thrown across the room by this massive clown. And then captured inside one of our, uh, one of our balloon cocoons. That's right. Yep. Our group, uh, Mike, Dave, and the Terenzis witness the capture, and the clown attaches the balloon to the back of the clown car and zips off. The group chases down the clown mobile, and joined by Deputy Dave, who is also chasing the clowns, only to be, to be disabled by the morons driving the ice cream truck by stopping on the brakes, killing the police car. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Then Dave has to take over the ice cream truck to give chase all the way to the amusement park and the relocated alien circus tent. Once the group get inside the tent in the new location, which is the clown's lair, by the way, the Terenzi brothers get separated to meet two female-looking clowns, which are just nasty. Very. (laughs) Oh, man. Dave and Mike continue into another room, which 
is the cotton candy room where Mike and Debbie saw the bodies wrapped in the cotton candy cocoons. <laughs> and watch as an evil clone uses a huge crazy straw, pokes into one of the cocoons and starts drinking the blood. Fucking still creepy, by the way. <laughs> to me, anyways. That crazy straw was huge. Yeah. But you could see him as he came in there. He's kind of squeezing the different cocoons. Yep. Looking for the ripest one, so. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. That's yep. a good point. Yep. And he goes to one, and he smiles, and you see him pull out his crazy straw, puts it into where probably the belly is, Oof. and starts drinking away. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's a good point. Yep. The, they find Debbie and rescue her from the balloon by shooting the balloon to pop it. God. Imagine if they would have missed. Huh. <laughs> Debbie was very close to suffocating inside the balloon. Yep. Uh, freeing her from the balloon, they fall into a massive maze full of tricks and traps. So they're trying to walk down this hallway where the they got different frames that are swinging back and forth. And yep. that just throws your equilibrium off to mm-hmm. see that. Yep. Jeez. Um, the trio find themselves inside a massive circus, circus tent. And surrounded by evil clowns are doing everything they can to get to the group of kids with claws and bats. Yeah, we'll get to the rest of that here in a little bit. You remember this part here? Oh, yeah. The hand puppets and then what it actually turns into. Yep. What it actually is. <laughs> so there's this random guy walking down the street and he stops at this little puppet booth. And they put on a little show. One of the puppets gets shoot by shot by a ray gun, making him laugh, which he thinks is funny. Well, pretty soon the clown stands up. All of a sudden, it's not so funny anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that gun is now pointed at him. Yep. And oh, there's a cotton candy cocoon. Time to die. <laughs> See that. What used to freak me out is the laugh of that clown. Yeah, still creepy. <laughs> yeah, this is <just> evil. <laughs> so there were a lot of really funny kills in this movie. Um, my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I got my favorite. What is your favorite? <coughs> one? Mine's the very last one. The Jojo the clown. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. That is a good one. Yeah, that's mine. So my favorite kill in this movie was the. Uh, Security guard at the amusement park. Oh, yeah. That is a good one. Gets killed by getting pied to death. <laughs> isn't it kind of, isn't it like acid? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a security guard who stops these clowns before they go into the tent. He's like, what are you doing with those pies, boys? Yep. <laughs> They're all holding a pie each. Yep. So you pan back to the security guard. All of a sudden, the pies start hitting him in the face, and you see him just start dropping to the ground, and they're all 20, 30 pies all smacking him in the face. Well, they cut back to him in a minute, and he's just this steaming pile of goo. Literally. So the pies were actually acid. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's what they were. I just wanted to confirm that with you. Yeah. So, as the clowns are walking past him, they take a giant cherry and put it right on the top, <laughs> make it look like a giant sundae. <laughs> Which made me laugh, by the way. <laughs> so, we're kind of 
trying to keep focus here, but we're also watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> the clowns are just attacking everybody with the ray guns and going, going door to door. You get the montage of kills what Adam referenced earlier. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll carry on, brother. Uh, Need a quick break? Yeah, I think so. Take a pause for the cause? Yeah, we're going to take a quick little, just a short little break here. All right, kids, we're back. Here we we are. Still talking about the killer clowns from outer space. So right now we're queuing up one of our favorite scenes from the movie. This is the, uh, the biker scene. Oh, shit. Never mind. Somehow I pushed the wrong button, sorry. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good, baby. But I guess we'll come back to that later. Anyway, the scene was uh, where the littlest clown meets up with the biker gang. And he's riding his little scooter, <coughs> ringing his little bell. The leader of the gang comes over and he's like, Can I ride your bike? And the clown shakes his head no. Yeah. Oh, and he, so he picks up the bike and he smashes it on the ground and yep. stomps on it. Ah, oh, like an asshole. Yep. Typical 80s asshole. Yes. <laughs> no context, just an asshole. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, what does the clown do? He's standing there crying and yep. everybody's making fun of him. All of a sudden he jumps. He's out of, off the screen. You don't yep. see him. And then he comes back. Flies back into the screen, right under the shot there. What does he have on? He's wearing boxing gloves, and you can hear him. Come on. Put up your dukes. Yeah. Put up your dukes. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, he doesn't say it, but you can hear a muffled yeah. version of... <laughs> yeah, it's like a digitized version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I like. Yeah. So the leader of the gang looks at him. Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to knock my block off? And the clown just kind of... Nod. Nods his head. Yep. One punch. The Bam! Guy's, <laughs> the guy's head flies into the fucking trash can. <laughs> About 20 feet away. <laughs> Which I was telling Adam, I think that's where they got that scene in Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, that movie was awful. <laughs> I still hate that one. Watch your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the Friday the 13th movies, and I still occasionally will pull that one up, dust it off. I'm I'm kidding, obviously, but I watch it from every other year, maybe. I like the poster for it. The poster was awesome, but how do you go from Crystal Lake to Manhattan? Nobody knows. (laughs) Me and Adam haven't figured it out yet, peeps. Sorry. (laughs) Shit. Sorry. So anyway, back to the killer clowns. they, They finally, they get into the circus tent. They're trying to find, how, what were they there? Well, they were looking for the girl, right? Uh, Yeah, they found her, they released her from the balloon. And in their search, the Terenzi brothers, they disappear, they end up meeting the female clowns, which, (laughs) they had huge breasts, so right away the guys look at, all Look at the girls. Boobies. All they saw with the boobies. Are you Debbie's roommates? <laughs> <laughs> Such a classic line. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Again, you know, if you haven't seen this movie, you got to watch it. <coughs> Fuck you. Yeah. You haven't seen it? You heard Bruce. 
Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> in a nice way, of course. So they, while they're in the tent, after they free Debbie, they're trying to find their way out, but they're being chased by all these other clowns, all of the clowns that are in the, the ship. Yes. Uh, they jump up on these platforms, and the clowns are swinging bats and clubs. Oh, and It's getting crazy. Yeah, it's like a zombie horde, basically. Similar. Yeah. So they're trying to kill the, the kids who are there. Deputy Dave is with them. You got the the uh, Mike and Debbie. Yeah. As all this is going on, you hear the uh, the ice cream truck music playing. <laughs> you do. And it comes Holy blasting shit. through the wall like a bachelor party. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! How can I not pick that up? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Damn. But as this is all happening, you know, the. They uh, start speaking through the PA system on the ice cream truck, telling all the clones, let these people go. You know, talking like they are the Jojo the King. So the clowns start backing off, and you hear this massive horn. And then the ceiling opens up. You see this, like a hundred foot marionette, you know, starting to drop down from the ceiling. And it's a giant clown. Yep. And this turns out to be Clownzilla, King Jojo. Which was my favorite kill. <laughs> but we're getting there. Yep. And they take the uh, the Terenzi brothers' ice cream truck, and he throws it across the room. Like, yeah, he chucks the fucking thing. He throws it like an empty box. <laughs> it hits the wall and explodes. Okay, we'll get to the rest of that part in a minute, but... Everybody's saying, oh, shit, the Torrenzi brothers are dead. Yeah, which I didn't really care, to be honest. Yeah, if they didn't come back in the movie, that would have been fine, too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So at the same time, uh, Deputy Dave tells Mike and Debbie to get the hell out of here. Yep. And the the, uh, ship begins to take off. Yep. So you see all the lines pulling in, and you see the ship start to spin. Goes up. As it's as this is happening, Mike and Debbie escape. Just barely. Yep. At the same time, Deputy Dave is fighting Clownzilla. He's shooting at it and you know, it finally grabs him and picks him up. And it's holding him up by his face there like he's gonna take a bite out of him or something. So Deputy Dave manages to pull off his badge <laughs> and swing it at the clown's nose and pops the fucker. <laughs> Resulting in such a massive explosion, it, it blows up the entire ship. Whole ship. All the clowns. Hasta la bye-bye. Later. <laughs> Motherfuckers. So you think everybody's dead. Uh, <coughs> yep. Mike and Debbie are standing there. Oh, they didn't make it. Well, you hear this sound of yeah. like a bomb falling out of the sky. Yep. All of a sudden, that clown car hits. Yep. Boom. And guess who? Guess who steps out of the car? It's Deputy Dave and the Terenzi brothers. Which I wanted Deputy Dave alive. Nobody wanted him to die. Yeah. Terenzi brothers, eh, eh. nobody really cared. You know, willy-nilly. <laughs> They're asking, how did you guys survive? Well, we hid in the freezer. <laughs> That's how they survived the explosion, was they jumped in the freezer when they got thrown. 
How they got into the clown car during the explosion, nobody knows, but that's how they survived that one. This is, if you haven't seen this movie, go check it out. If nothing else, just for a few laughs. Which, uh, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Well, since I was young, Bruce was young. Yep. This has always been one of our favorite movies. Uh, I love that they had such original ideas, not only in the kills, yeah, but of the entire concept completely. Exactly. And then you, in the details of the movie, a fucking popcorn gun, a cocoon of fucking cotton candy, a or fucking... Uh, balloon cocoon. Now... Given other people may have done it, but me and Adam didn't see it. But are you going to knock my block off? Great fucking kill. That was awesome, yes. And then the icing on the cake of you have to fucking pop the nose of the clown. Original shit, man. You just... It's like, yeah, this is what I'm here for, man. So one thing I didn't know about the Kyoto Brothers was that they also uh, did the large Marge creature for Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. They did. They're famous for a lot of uh, special effects like that with uh, stop motion animation. Yeah. They've done a lot of movies over the years and they've done a lot of special effects like that, which I thought was really cool. I didn't know any of this about them. I didn't either. This movie was a completely new idea in a time when there were no new ideas. There was just crazy stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, they deserve huge props for such a concept. Originality, I just can't hammer that enough, Adam. Yeah. They had the coolest aliens in history. <laughs> <laughs> no argument. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a sci-fi horror comedy. I mean, anyone who knows myself or Bruce knows just how much we love this one. <laughs> yeah. And how often do you get to say sci-fi horror comedy? How often... <laughs> not many yeah. another thing that makes this movie so awesome and I've said it before is the completely unique kills you have the cotton candy kills you have the popcorn kills you have the balloon kills you have the party popper kills which the party popper was the one that killed the prick Mooney in the jail Yeah. this movie brings it and they bring it all uh, it's very much like this movie is very much like Bruce and his uh, approach to his podcast. <laughs> kind of all a shot, yeah. shotgun blast to the face. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's got it all, folks. If you still haven't seen this, check it out. Who knows? Maybe you'll enjoy it as much as Bruce and I have over the years. If you like absurd or campy movies, this really will tickle your fancy. Yeah. If not, well, sorry, I can no longer help you. And I really Fuck don't care what you, you think. Fuck you. <laughs> Again, I really don't care what you think. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> this movie is fun to watch. It's not your typical horror film by any stretch. Fuck so you. go watch it. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm, I don't know why, man. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's still awesome. <laughs> well, unfortunately, folks, that's all we have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it because I had a lot of fun. I would, well, I always have fun when I'm hanging out with Adam. We're just recording our fun now. Yeah. <laughs> we used to just sit around and just uh, talk movies, um, wrestling, anything and everything. And uh, we would fucking laugh uncontrollably. And next thing you know, it's like, damn, man, I got to go home. I'm tired. 
Bruce will be shoulders deep in my couch. Almost always, man. Fuck, dude, I think I better go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so back to Super Bowl really quick. I, I honestly didn't realize I was shoulders deep in your couch, and you're like, comfy, huh? And I was like, yeah. And I looked, and I was like, holy, yeah, holy shit, man. <laughs> we had a lot of fun in Super Bowl. I was sunk the fuck into your couch, by the way. Uh, in in a were... great like I like I said until you said something I didn't realize <laughs> I was just melted into your fucking couch man I should have taken a picture <laughs> yeah because I literally was just like oh, and then he said it and I was like yeah oh yeah fuck holy shit <laughs> in which we're gonna go do that again now we're gonna go fucking eat dinner and shoot the shit yeah so we really hope you enjoyed the uh, this episode of horror after hours with the naughty guy tune in next time folks. So I review I review my next film, which I'm not sure if it's going to be Happy Birthday to Me or if it's going to be Grizzly. He's going to let me know, and I'm going to rewatch him. So until then, folks, this is your host, the Naughty Guy, Adam J. and Bruce, signing off. Wubba, wubba, wubba. <laughs> Just kidding, that's downtown Julie Brown sign off. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. <laughs> So until then, folks, we'll see you next time. <laughs>